I can see that. Oh, look at y'all. Y'all both in the car. Yeah, I would have been at home, but I was been working on my car, my truck. Well, welcome, guys. Um, so if you all didn't, if you folks didn't know, um, I started a podcast with Chocolate Black Heard the Berry podcast, and I started it in January. And so um, I wanted this episode to be about um, Black men who have been raised without their biological mothers because Mother's Day just passed, right? Right. Um, and so... Tristan, I know that you are very open. You're very open about uh, not having your mom growing up. And then Kevin, I just know from our past experience in school um, that you didn't have your biological mom a long time. Yeah. So tell me, what is that like? Um, I mean, what is it like to grow up without your mom, you know, because at the same time, um, we always hear about how black men need their fathers, but I feel like black men still need their mothers as well. Um, I don't know. Um, it's kind of weird for me because I grew up without either one. Um, my grandparents, uh, my maternal grandparents, right? So, uh, my dad was alive. He just uh, he wasn't in town. He left town. So um, when y'all see me make posts saying there's nothing like a mother's love or a father's love, it's because I grew up watching my peers get to have their parents. Watch so their dad come to donuts uh, with dad, or mom always being somewhere to cheer them on, or something like that. And I didn't have that. Also. Um, there's definitely things that um, I think people who had either both parents or even just one parent, uh, there's things that they took for granted. And, uh, and I, don't, I don't like to say it in a negative way because they didn't notice they were taking, taking it for granted. But uh, they, they had things that, that we didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they had experiences that we didn't. And uh, it, I don't want to say it made me grow up with a chip on my shoulder, but it definitely, uh, it made things a little harder. I had to work harder to do things that other people didn't have to do. Um, I mean, it was just the nature of the beast. I'm pretty sure he can speak to that too, you know, especially with him coming as far as he's come. Um, so it's a lot of stuff that we have to do and have to try as harder because there's nobody behind us so it's a little different definitely different yeah um to piggyback off of that man i got i had the same thing like uh, i grew up without both parents um my mom died on mother's day uh, three days before my birthday um, and my father died a little bit Later after that, after a drug overdose, but I still never lived with him. Like he didn't never take on the responsibility when my mom died. Like, oh well, I'm gonna take my son in and you know do this and this. So I, I bounced around living from house to house and state to state for a while. And then uh, after that, I lived with my uh, grandmother. Um, she 
raised me for a little bit. Then she passed like a year or two later after that. It's like everybody that I, I basically almost lived with ended up dying. So it was, you know, I've just been surrounded about a surrounded with a lot of death. Um, but when I end up, uh, you know, growing up in the city, um, you know, I became a product of my environment a little bit because of the people on my mom's side, they were all like drug dealers. So I had to deal with, with that. So when I was, uh, 11 years old, or when I was 11 years old, I had to deal with, uh, it wasn't like, oh, well, you know, you about to grow up and, you know, you need to go to, go to college and get an education. It was like, you know. I learned how to cook dope at 11 years old. And, you know, I was moving packs when I was 12. You know what I'm saying? And at 13, uh, with me, I was doing boxing for a while because one of my older brothers, you know, he was a dope dealer, but he was also a boxer. Um, I was shot six times uh, when I was 13. And I was paralyzed for seven months and stuff. So, you know, I just kind of... Grew up and wishing that I, if, if my life would have been a little bit different if I had my parents there. Uh, but, you know, but, a, but the thing is, my my aunt had moved to uh, the suburb. Well, she moved, it was South Kansas City, but they were still almost between the borderline of Raytown. So when I finally got to move out there and kind of like, uh, you know, my guy here said is uh, I got to see two-parent households with my friends and stuff that I met out there. And that was just something that was new to me. And then Dylan saying, you know, like white folks, stuff like that in the in the school district. Um, it was just something, it was just a different culture shock for me. It kind of changed my, my mentality a lot too. But uh, other than that, that it was a, it was a bad thing. You know, I, I still have a hard time dealing with going to my mom's grave. Uh, I kind of just now really start going uh, on Mother's Day. I would never go and stuff, but uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, it's still a tough deal. I still deal with, you know, with the toughness of it, especially with my children. You know, they asked about, you know, about my mom and my father, you know, and sometimes, you know, they I may try to suck it in and not cry, but I do and try to tell them a little bit of what I do know because I really don't remember my mother. I was very young when she passed, and you know, kind of the same way with my father. So, yeah, that, that man, that losing your 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 parent when you're young, man, that that hit. People, I don't think people understand how that hit, man, because I was five. And, uh, in my head, you know, you, you kind of think like I should remember something, but I don't mm -hmm. remember anything about her. So. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what she looked like. I just happened to live with, that's how I lived with my grandparents and there I was probably like 14 or 15 a family tree project. And, you know, I'm asking my grandma about, you know, the family. And, you know, she's like, it's a picture of your mama right here. You ain't never asked me. I'm like, this is crazy. You know, like this whole time I've been living in this house with this woman and I ain't never asked if it's my mom. You know what I'm saying? So, it's it's definitely tough, man. And uh, like I, I'm kind of like you, like uh, I don't really go to visit the gravesite that often. Like I, I go probably, man, probably once every couple years. Um, I yeah, think my nice. son, my son, at eleven. I've only taken him out there one time. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's definitely not something that's easy. Um, 
you know, and, and being, and you can, I'm sure you can identify with this. It's crazy because you would think, man, I'm an adult. I'm 33. I'm going to be 34. Like, this, this should be something I should have healed from. I tell people, like, you don't never, you don't never heal. So I've, I've always tell people, like, you can't tell people how to grieve because you don't know when it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, always going to be a sensitive subject for me. So, I don't know. It yeah, definitely hit a little different. Yeah, it, it hit different for me this year because of, um, you know, it hit a mark. It was, you know, 30 years that my mom has been gone. You know, and I just turned 33. It was just like, man, that's, it kind of bothered me. Like, man, it's been 30 years my mom been gone. Like, I wonder what life would have been like 30 years of her being here. Or, you know, even if it was my father. So. Um, you know, I just kind of suck it up, and but it this year it did. I went out there. I finally, you know, I, I put some flowers on her grave. Uh, you know, and I went by myself, but it was still something. It was real tough. You know, it was still it was still tough. Every year is tough. You know what I'm saying? But I think this year it kind of was a little bit tough. You know, I ended up getting into a thing to where I just isolated myself from people, and I normally kind of do that like every year around Mother's Day. It just seems like it's just a, a timing thing where I just shut down. You know, I may not be as joyful or, you know, happy around people. You know, I just kind of go to work and go home. Or, you know, I turn my phone off, and, you know, stuff like that. Even, you know, with me having two uh, two children, you know, my, my, my kids' moms, when we were together, I never celebrated Mother's Day, you know, and they kind of understood, which I felt it was selfish. Of me, I would try to do something if it was like even give them a card or a gift, but I would never be so happy, you know, about it, you know. So, but, um, I, I do plan on trying to make changes into that, and, you know, do a celebration thing for my mom. But you know, Mother's Day and, and her birthday, I just be like, you know, it's just it's a thing, you know. I've never questioned God like why. I just, you know, I just kind of try to deal with it as, as best as possible. Like, I can't even identify with the not celebrating thing, man. Like, like for me, uh, you know, I got my stepmom and I got my grandmother. So, like, first, for me, every year, first thing in the morning, I get up and I make those calls, you know, saying Happy Mother's Day. But after that, I pretty much shut down. You know, I'm like, I don't really want to think about too much more than this. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'll, I'll come visit y'all tomorrow or something. You know, like, it's, it's not something yeah. like, I really want to be entrenched in that spirit because to me, I'm like, I didn't get to, I didn't get to live with everybody else got to live. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get to experience what everybody got to live. Right. Um, so it, it just, I definitely identify with you with that. You know what I'm saying? I, I do try to be better. Uh, like with my son, like my son, uh, because of everything that's been going on, he's been in my house for the past three months. Um, so, I definitely got got up that morning and the first thing I said, hey, call your mom, you know, talk to your mom for a while, whatever. So I made sure that, you know, he did it, even though I wasn't really in the spirit, you know what I'm saying? So, right. I don't know, man. It's one of those things, like, you try to be better as you get older and the more knowledge you acquire, you know, like, hey, let, let me not pass this on. It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough deal, man. Very stuff. Um, um, I have 
to take my mic off, so I'm really hoping that this is that this just recorded everything that just did. Because some of that stuff I can actually, with me not having my father, um, some of that stuff I can actually identify with. So even with y'all saying how Mother's Day is really hard, my Father's Day is really hard for me. Um, and um, so my father died when I was nine months old. And so I don't have any memories at all. Um, but I remember when I moved back to Kansas City, um, I was like 25, 25, 26. And when I moved back, I learned that I was very angry with my father. Um, did y'all feel anything like that? Did y'all ever feel any like resentment, any anger? I was never angry with with her. I was more angry with the circumstances of surrounding what happened to her. Um, and like I said, I was a kid, I was five. So nobody really told me what happened. But as I got older and it started to come out, you know, like even to this day, like I definitely hold some grudges to the people who, I don't, I don't want to say they were involved because they weren't involved, but they could have prevented something from happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I hold, I, I hold that. And, and it's not healthy. I know it's not healthy, and that's what's bad. But it's it's kind of one of the things like I can't help it, man. You took something that was important. Um, and I mean, like I said, I I, I was never really mad at her, but I definitely and I hate this. I've I've gone back and I've you know I've apologized in my prayers, but I've questioned God several times, like why why did I have to go through this? You know what I'm saying? Because I got an older sister. My sister's ten years older than me. So when my mom passed, my sister was 15. So even though that was hard, in my head, I'm like, it's unfair she got 15 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, you shouldn't think like that. And I mean, I don't really know how much, how to relay how I'm feeling about it, but it's not something, you, it's nothing you should think like that. Like, it's, it's not fair to think like that. Um. I had to learn, like, I just be grateful that she she gave birth to me, you know. Um, and that's just kind of where I left it. It's definitely tough, man. It's, it's definitely tough. Yeah, what about you, Tristan? Um, I'm dealing with my mom. I never had uh, any anger towards the situation. My mom, she had a uh, MS, mm-hmm. and she was a... Uh, that was, and that was like 80, 80, I don't, I can't say when it developed, but uh, it was, when she died, was in 90, my mom died in 90, and they didn't even have the name for MS, that didn't come until years later, but it was just kind of like a muscle disease, which it, you know, deteriorated, you know, her muscles, so she became paralyzed and stuff, and then once it started doing that, it, it, it ended up uh, attacking her lungs, which part of caused that I have like a respiratory uh, thing, which kind of almost like a heart attack. Hello? Yeah, we hear you. 
Yeah. So, but um, with my father, um, I didn't have any. I I didn't with him. Uh, with his with his death, he kind of got grieved himself to death because my grandmother, his mom, uh, had passed, and he. So he was forty something years old, uh, before he lost his mom. So I remember at a time he had asked me like, uh, "Man, I don't even know what to do. Like, how do you how do you go this long without your mom?" And we had just kind of like developing a relationship, actually. And what's the crazy thing is my mom and my father grew up together in the same neighborhood. And with with that, you would think that my father would be around a lot more, but he, you know, he wasn't. He was a rolling stone. You know, my dad was a was a drug dealer too. But uh, you know, his drugs that he sold, he ended up using them because of, you know, because of uh him grieving. Um, so I don't um, I didn't have any anger towards him, uh, him, you know, other death things. I just, I wish he was around more. I had, I had more anger towards the situation, you know, dealing with my father, not even with my mom, but with my father, I did, um, have more anger because he was just like, well, damn, here it is. You know, we, me and my father looked exactly alike. And when I be in my whole neighborhood, even, you know, till this day, you know, they always, you know, they know my father and my, you know, my parents and my family is known. So even with families that be there or if it's a certain, you know, little corner store, I go in there, it's like, oh yeah, you know, this and this, this and this. You and your dad look just alike. You know, he's just a younger version. And it kind of bothers me with that. You know, and it's just like, well, damn, here it is. You know, this boy that looks just like his father, but why the hell you wasn't around? Or why couldn't you, you know, step up to the plate and be there? You know, it could have been a change for me and him. You know, even for, you know, with my other, my older brothers, but see, my father, he ended up, uh, getting married. I didn't even know that he got married. I wasn't invited to the wedding. I didn't know anything until almost like a couple of months after he was married. So here it is now. You didn't marry a woman that has two children. You didn't took them in your home and never not once take me in. So it was kind of like resentment towards that a little bit. Uh, then he, they end up having a child and uh, like when my little sister was like two when my father passed. So um, it was just like little stuff like that that kind of, you know, resentment in. And, uh, I think, what was it, like uh, a few days before he passed, me and him had got into it. I came back from college because it seemed like he cared more after I made a big name for myself for basketball. I've been on Metro Sports, and then here it is now. It's like, oh, yeah, my son is this. I'm like, nigga, where, the, where have you been before then? <laughs> but I didn't, I never expressed that because that's my father, and I honor, you know, I honor my parents. You know, but it at a one point in time, you know, when I did leave for school, I had a um, I had a house that was given to me, and I, you know, I fixed it up. So I guess he must have felt like he did some justice by giving me a TV for it <laughs> for my crib. So um, I think it was a situation where the banners to mall was still open, and I come back from school. I was working at Chance, and I think I got fired or something like that. Uh, and he had asked me, like, oh, you got to go to work. I was like, uh, yeah, I got to go to work. And he had called up there, but they had told him I was fired. So uh, he had had me come over to his house. And my father had owned a restaurant on Prospect, on 53rd and Prospect. He owned two of them. He owned a restaurant on 53rd and Prospect. Then he owned one on 63rd and Prospect. So he asked me to pull up and do this and this for him. So I pull up. He was like, well, take me here, to, you know, to this place. And we was riding. I'm asking where we going. We pull up to my house. He was like, well, you need to go in there and get that TV I gave you because I don't appreciate you lying to me about this and this. I'm like, 
you know, excuse my language. I'm like, bitch, you ain't never did nothing for me. You take the CD, you know, this and this. And uh, I felt bad that I went off and clicked off. And I told him, like, nigga, I'll beat your ass. Nigga, don't be tripping, you tripping off a TV. You know, you ain't never did nothing for me. Like, literally, you know what I'm saying? And uh, the thing was going into that. I felt bad. I tried to, you know, I went by his house and tried to apologize and come to find out he was gone out of town. For uh, him and his wife, they went to Nebraska, Omaha, some stuff, whatever it was. And uh, you know, I wanted to apologize for being disrespectful because I've never, I've never had a any of the years that I've known I had a father, I've never disrespected him. Never. How many the little times he's been around? And uh. I think it was, it had to be like on a Monday. Well, on a Monday he came back. So Tuesday I got a call from my aunt on my my uh, mom's side and was like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, but I'm sitting there just, you know, just chilling. You know what I'm saying? And then she was like, oh, you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm good. Why? What's up? She's like, we, you know, your father just passed. I was like, what? He was like, yeah. So I'm like, make a plan. Cause I know they really didn't care too much for my, my dad. Mm-hmm. So I called over there to the house. And uh, his best friend answered the phone. And I'm like, where's my dad at? And they was like, well, he had a heart attack, man. You know, Kevin gone. I was like, it didn't. It really didn't hit me then. So, you know, I I, I called my cousin and was like, you know, they just told me my dad passed. But the next morning, I can remember, uh, you know, getting ready to cook some breakfast and stuff. And then that's when I kind of like broke down. He was like, damn, my dad gone. You know? So, uh, that's how that. That's how I was with that. And I think just with that, I lived with I lived with guilt for a while because I disrespected my father. You know what I'm saying? And then here it is when I go to the funeral, it's like looking at it's like looking at me in the casket at the age of 41. Both of my parents were young when they passed. My mom was 32, and my father was 41 when he passed. So it was like, damn, here it is looking at myself in the casket at 41, and I kind of lived with that because I never got a chance to apologize for being disrespectful. So I think, you know, one day I ended up going to his grave and I got to, you know, say I was sorry. I felt like it was too late to apologize for being disrespectful, but I, I kind of got over it. But as far as in, you know, uh, anger, it was only just anger or, you know, some resentment just because of the things that he did as far as, in, you know, getting remarried and taking out of town trips with this woman and her kids. And shit, here it is. You got a son that's out there and you ain't even, you know what I'm saying, trying to handle your responsibilities as far as in, you know, being there. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that was just it. That's as far as in resentment and anger, that was all towards mm-hmm. towards my father's situation. My mother, no, because it was just something that was probably not going to ever just stop or change. You know, it kind of, it hurt for her not being there. There were times that I may need her, or even him too, you know, with life situations. You know, here it is. But having the kids, you know, even when I found out, you know, my first child was a, was a boy, you know, I kind of prayed on that situation. Like, oh, God, you know, please let me, if, you know, my first child be a boy because I would know how to, I would want to raise him because I didn't have my father and stuff. And there it was. But then, you know, with other little situations go about, you'd be like, well, man, you know, your birthdays, you ain't got your grandparents and this and this. So, you know, just like I say, just recently, my, my children had asked me about them. You know, I got custody of my daughter. Um, and she had asked, and, you know, one day my son was there. And he had just, you know, like, yeah, what what's, what's where's your parents at, you know, with this and this. And, you know, I just told them as much as I could about them. Mm-hmm. So that's just pretty much it. Yeah, it's, um, so I had interviewed three women um, last, well, it was a few days ago. 
and um, and so one of them mentioned how she actually was a little resentful because um, her mom had passed away, and her mom passed away from cancer, um, and so I think she she was pretty much saying how she was a little bit resentful and how she resented God a little bit. So um, I actually hear that often. So um, I'm actually kind of a little surprised that you were like. I've never I've never been resentful of you know I just I think it was just being so much more of hurt more than anything you know mm-hmm. just like man you know I, my mom she never got to hug me um, for like a you know your preschool graduation your kindergarten stuff going with first or this high school graduation um, you know even the college graduation though both of my parents were never there for neither one of them so you know it was just just that type of type of thing that kind of you know kind of hurt you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. um so do you all think that not having your mother affected any of your relationships with women like romantic relationships mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> You know, I ask that question. I ask that question because we as women, we forget about some of that stuff. And so I think, because um, I, I find myself telling other women sometimes, like you have to remember um, if like the, the mother is active or not, if she's involved and was involved in the man's life or just a relationship, period. And so that's why I ask, because I think a lot of times women, we don't think about those things, especially if, if the man's mother was absent. I mean, so my mother, my biological mother wasn't here. Mm -hmm. Again, I got my stepmom and I got my grandmother. And I'm not even a friend. I'm a mama's woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, they can't call me and I I can't run fast enough. Like, I'm going, whatever they call, I'm going, you know? And then, like, just growing up, like, most of my friends, like I got more female friends than male friends. Mm-hmm. Um, my family consists of more women than me. So I'm just, I'm used to being around women. So when they, when I'm in a relationship, like I literally have tried to tell women, like, I know y'all hear a lot of men say they don't like clingy women, but like for me, like that don't bother me. Like, like I understand what that is. It's okay. You know, if you not, if you give me too much space, I think something's wrong. Okay. So I was like, it's a little different for me. Like, you give me too much space, I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, okay, we good. Friends. <laughs> like, and that's just how I, I think. I, a lot of men don't think like that. A lot of men, they feel like they need a lot of space and they need a lot of time to be themselves. I just feel like, like I said, I growing up, being able to see other, you know, parent, two parent homes. And like just talking to some of my OGs that's married and have been married for a long time, like I look at marriage and relationships, it's a lot different. And I put a lot of emphasis on the work it that goes into being together and getting to know somebody. But I don't think a lot of people realize like once you getting together is the easy part. Like getting getting together. And then getting married is the easy part. It's the staying together part that's hard because nobody is static. Nobody stays the same. 
everybody's fluid. We changing moment to moment, day to day. So I feel like if you ain't spending no time with your your significant other, or you not paying an adequate amount of attention to your significant other, they gonna grow and they gonna outgrow you, and you gonna be sitting there looking stupid. You know what I'm saying? Cause you gonna be you gonna be like, damn, like they needed something I didn't give them. The next person is giving them what they need, you know. So it's like, you gotta be on that. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know how. how I, feel it. I mean, that's how I. That's how I. That's how I feel about it. Um, um, I'm I'm kind of the same way, man. Um, you know, I do have my moments. Well, I think it affected me in a way. Uh, I'm kind of like him, man. Like when my, when my mom's side raised me and it's nothing but women over there. So it's like I got game from them on how a woman wants to be treated, uh, the side of a woman running game, the side of a, the woman that what they like, you know, turn on and turn off. Every woman is different, but at least you can try to balance it what you what you soaked up. Um, so I'm kind of the same way with the attention thing. Like, uh, I don't mind my woman being around me. Uh, I ain't gonna say 24 seven, but I, I wouldn't care if she's around, especially if we in tune with each other. Right. And you know, um, it's not gonna bother me if she's around, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna be like, ah, oh, yeah, I need my space this and this day. Or uh, I need a few days to myself. You know what I'm saying? I pretty mm-hmm. much, um, I, it don't bother me. Like me now, I live alone. So I, you know, I'm acceptable with my children. So, you know, if a woman wants to come over to the house, she's more than welcome to come over. It's not going to even bother me. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm chilling this and that. I, or, you know, I just be like, hey, I'm about to sit here and watch this game. You're more than welcome to come over. Or I cook. You're more than welcome to come over and eat. Chill. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm not I'm not going to say I look at it and be like, oh, well, you know, if they, a few days, if I don't hear from me in a few days, I think we over or we done. I just reach out and go, hey, what's up? You know, I ain't heard from you. You know, this and this. It's more than a few days, like, but you know what I mean. Like, you get too, right, you right, know, right. Like, like too much space. Like, when yeah, they start I giving you. you too much space, like, you like, oh, wait. <laughs> someone, you know, man, like, you too, you too a guy to be like, oh, shit. When you, right, if, right. They, if they, if you ain't heard from them and you reach out, they be like, well, shit, I thought you may want this space. You know, this nigga, like, nah, what the fuck? You right. just ask me. You know what I'm right. saying? Just, I I'll like, tell you when I'm on space. Like, I have my moments, like, why I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm, let me chill, let me chill right now. But most of the time, I'm like, nah, like you said, I'm like, nah, I just cook, I'm chilling, you can pull up. Or, you know, I ain't doing nothing, I don't got nothing to do, what you want to do, like, we can do something. You know? yeah. like, oh, that's the problem. Nah, not at all. I'm more of a pre-planner, like shit, especially if you're like, hey, I plan on cooking this. If you want to come over and eat, you can come over and eat. You know what I'm saying? The the door is open. You know? So other than that, shit, I, it don't bother me at all. It's very rare that I'm actually go do something where the woman I'm dealing with can't go. Like, right. I'm not especially like like you said, vibing, especially if we vibing real, real, real tight. She, I'm going to be more like she's my best friend anyway, so chances are I'm going to enjoy it more if she rocking with me than I am if she not. You know what I'm saying? I might be there and be like, get to texting her, like, what you, 
I used to pull up. Like that's happened before. You right. know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't, I don't have that. I don't. I've never had a woman make me feel overcrowded. Like I've never had that happen ever. So.
what are y'all looking for in women? That type of thing, question. you know what? To be honest, man, the thing of dating and the thing of qualifications have changed now. It is so much. To be honest, what I look for, what I look for is just, a, you know, somebody that like me, like God-fearing, that, you know, motivated to work, do something better. We both are dating with a purpose of leading to marriage, uh, friendship, honesty. I'm big on honesty, man, and trust. I'm big on those two things. So, I mean, if those kind of key factors have hit along with those, then, you know, I understand, you know, some people have stipulations or situations where they may not have a car. You got to at least be trying to work to have your own car. If you had a place and lost it and you're trying to move back and, you know, you got to set back to where you got to live with a family member and you're trying to move forward to that, you know, then I'm, I'm here to support whatever you're trying to move forward, move towards. But if you just kind of get stuck in the, and ain't doing nothing, then you're not, you're not benefit. You're not bringing nothing to the table. For me, that's bringing something to the table. You're not bringing nothing to the table. You know what I'm saying? That's my thing of it. All those that, you know, I'm not really too picky, but just, you know, you got to be wanting to do something, you know, and then the main thing is it's wanting to be married because, like, I'm not trying to have no, I'm not trying to have, I I was, I I, I was engaged before. I was in a relationship for nine years and I ended up was engaged, but I I was kind of at the mind of still immature where I didn't ever cheat physically, but I did cheat emotionally because of the woman I was dealing with didn't have children. And it was certain things that she wasn't willing to communicate on. So it kind of led me astray to say, and uh, we did try to go to counseling and try to fix some of our problems. But me, I was more so of uh, caring more about her than I did about myself. So if we were to get into it, you know, I was, I was split away. As soon as she called me for anything, I would drop what I'm doing and run to her her aid, you know what I'm saying? And it was it wasn't, you know, reciprocated. So, you know, at a point in the time is I was trying to focus on myself, but I went about it the wrong way. So we go to counseling. I went in there kind of angry instead of going in there level headed of trying to fix problems. You know, I was there like, well nah man, I'm there. I'm trying to I got I'm trying to I'm worth that so much while we were going through counseling, you know, with me and her. And, you know, just, just the simple fact that while we were engaged, you know, we was, I, I lost out on $5,000 because I paid for the place for the, for the wedding, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, other things. And it was just like, uh, her thing was when we would get into it, it, it was like, well, we probably wouldn't be at this point if you didn't think about cheating this miss. Well, we supposed to be at a point of forgiving. Like, we both were just wrong. And I could have handled it different. So when I would try to fix the situation and that shit get thrown up, it would be like, I would just shut down and be like, well, I'm not going to fix shit because she's not going to see it that I'm trying to change or fix anything. Instead of just being like, understanding that I may cause this this problem or this pain and I need to accept it. But at the same time, let her know like, hey, if we moving forward, I understand I was wrong. You need to forgive me for what I've done. And we need to move forward because we're not getting nowhere while you constantly throwing this up. And that's not even just, dealing with the, you know, the engagement. I think people need to be like that just in relationships. If you're going to be with somebody and forgive them for whatever things, whatever they've done, you need to let that stuff go and move forward. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, that's making sure that we get through that. I don't want to. I don't want to have a girlfriend for five or six, seven years. I'm not doing that. That's how I'm standing now. Like I just turned 37. I got my my ideal goal is trying to be married before the age of 40 or at 40. Uh, um, so any woman that I that I'm dealing with or talking to, I you know I set those expectations out there, or you know those things out there, like hey, I want to be married. I'm trying to you know I'm not I'm not trying to have no girlfriend or just fuck around with the new norm is now. It's like hey, we can fuck around. Like no, I'm cool on that. Like I have a daughter and I have a son. My son is just now about to come live with me. My daughter's already living with me. So I I have examples that I have to set. You know what I'm saying? They can't see multiple women running in and out of my house. I don't even let people come over to the house as it is. But once it, you know, once a woman is, I'm like, no, no, I'm cool on all that. I stay to myself. But as far as we're dealing with a woman, those it's expectations that to be said. Like you need to talk those things out at the beginning. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just me. Um, I think one thing that's heavy. Um, being a single man with these thoughts, and then we have we have our own house, you know, we have our own cars. Ain't nobody helping us do this stuff. We doing it on our own. So when we dating and we like meet these women, it's like, what are you bringing to the table that I'm not already providing for myself? You know, mm-hmm. like that's yeah. you know yeah, what I'm saying. Especially man. like when you the kind of man like I can cook, like I I mm-hmm. like cooking. I'll be, I'll really be in the kitchen. So it's like, what are you about to do that I'm not already doing? You know, like, you know, I have to make concessions to say, oh, so you want to, you want to do the laundry. Okay. I'll let you do it. I don't have to. I know how to do that already. Mm-hmm. So I know how to cook. I can pay all my bills without. It. So it's like, mm-hmm. I have to really sit back and think like, what about you makes me feel like you make my life better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? Even with that being said, because I'm just like, bro, I think men like us that are that have they own have they stuff together. Not even just men, men that have they stuff together. Period. When it comes to dealing with a woman, I think the only thing that a man like that would need is you know with communication, uh, being considerate. And that kind of goes both ways. But a woman that is, you know, what I'm saying that is not naturing. Is that did I say that right? Nature. Nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what it mainly is. It's like, even still, like, it can be the small things. It can be a thing of saying, it's like, well, how's your day at work? And going to a college, because sometimes, man, a lot of niggas, we we go to work, and it'd be so, depending on the field, like, I'm outside. You know, I do construction. So I deal with a lot of, I'm a foreman, so I deal with a lot of other supervisors over this and this. I got to deal with employees, you know, other stuff. So, I mean, it's just like, hey, ask me how my day is, or let me, not even just so much ask me how the day is, just seem like you just want to be like, come here, let, let me let me rub your back. Right. Now tell me about your back. You ain't even got to touch my feet. Like, I don't get into all, you know, some people like, oh, I want to rub my feet. No, just rub my back. Man, like, hey, so close, bro. <laughs> like, dude, like, I'm talking about, if I got something like that, I might get done to get my whole check. I ain't even going to lie. And, and the crazy part is, bro, I'm not even, I don't even do physical labor, bro. Like, I'm a system administrator. Like, I sit in front of a computer all day and just read lines. But when I get home, like, I literally, all I want you to do, like, sitting in that position, yeah, my back might hurt. Give me a back rub and ask me how my day was. 
man, like you said, man, you, you, you fool around and get the whole check. Like, yeah, it's, just it's the simple know, things. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I, and the crazy part is, like, the expectations of women these days are so out of whack. It's like, you don't even realize, like, all I want you to do is do the simplest thing. Man. And probably everything you ask me for, I probably won't say shit. No. Hey, man, <laughs> I tell you this. Coming out, of, coming out of a nine-year relationship, after me and my ex decided to finally call it quits, I stayed to myself for two years. I didn't date. I didn't have sex. I didn't do nothing for two years. And when I finally decided to do that, it was almost like being incarcerated and coming home to a whole totally different life of trying to date. Like, it become women expectations. It wasn't even so much as they wanted to date. It was like, well, I just don't, I don't want to be in a relationship. We can, we can hang out, but I just want to do me. Then it was like, I was a side nigga to a married chick. I didn't even know that she was married. Shit crazy. Right. You ain't telling no lies right now, because I did the same I was shit. like, Single for women, it was just totally crazy. I was like, I was like, what, what form of life am I in now? Like, you can't find a woman that wants the same thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I was like, wait a minute. I swear to, I swear to God, every woman that I came across, and they could have been just me. Like every woman I came across was just like, uh. No, I just you know what I'm saying we can we can we can we can fuck around. Man, it was either for me it was either that I came across that well, we don't I don't want nothing serious. I'm like what? Yeah, so, yeah. Man, it, it was either that. Or I was like I'm too nice. It was one of the two. I it was either I don't want nothing serious or you came nice. my like, best friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So I went back. Circles are small, man. Mm -hmm. Dude, like you can you can talk to you can talk to a woman and not even know she know another woman that you may know or may, man, I'm oh my god. And then say yeah. that you you and that woman didn't work together, you may even just had a conversation with her on the phone or text. The next thing you know, she tell another woman like, yeah, girl, me and him used to talk. This is like woman like we only had like two or three phone conversations. <laughs> like, bro, I didn't have to we go had, back. We ain't even did. I didn't. Have, Women be, I didn't have other women be insecure.
to where they may know that other women want to talk to me and they think that I have a lot of women. I'd be like, listen, I don't even have a lot of women that I talk to. Now, I'm a cool guy. You know me. You know that I model. You know that I, I two-step. So there are women that may find me attractive or there may be women I see. But that don't, and I conversate with, I'm a cool guy. But that don't mean that I have a lot of women. Like, dead to shit, dead right. I don't have a lot of women at all. Like, they see you and, like, because people will say that. I get that so much, like, oh, you got hoes. I'm like, where they at? <laughs> I'm really just like, where they at, man? Because I'm sitting here, like, I'm like, if you call me or you pull up on me on a regular day, I'm usually at home on a PS4 by myself. If I'm not doing that, I'm chilling with the homies or I got my son. So it's like, where are these women y'all talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, they not here. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I swear, like dating, dating in Kansas City and dating in the thousands, the two thousands, the new millennium, whatever is is it is a struggle for men that I'm dead serious. Like it is for women. There, like I had to tell a woman, like the same thing that don't think that men go through something totally different than women. No, we got the same. There's some of us that got the same issues with women that y'all have with men. That's dead serious. Like, for real. Like, see, dating is very hard, man. It is very hard. You cannot. I have my female friends that tell me, like, Tristan, you need to date multiple women. I mean, like, date around. Mm -hmm. But I look at it like, now, if I was to do that, some women would say that, because I don't get I think it's a contradiction. Saying that for my female friends, be like, hey, you need to date around, you know, find out, you know, whatever this is. But then on the other hand, with women, it's like, oh, well, he got a lot of women. He's a player. Like I'm kind of confused on that. Like, how am I a player if I'm supposed to, if I'm not if I'm single and I'm just dating around? And you can make that clear up front. Like, hey, I'm just just dating. You know what I'm saying? Hanging out, whatever. You know, nothing to it. But then other women say like, oh yeah, well he a player. He got I, he was out with this girl, and now he out with another girl. Like, I mean, I thought I was I thought I can do that. I'm gonna be honest about that. Like, I had my homegirls tell me the same thing. Oh, why? Uh, and this is my homegirls. Like, my boys was already on it. They was like, man, you tripping. If I was single, I would be doing blah, 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 blah. I'm like, man, whatever. When my homegirls told me, I'm like, all right, I, I, I consider it. But, bro, I'm telling you right now, the moment you start doing that, just the kind of man that you are, bro, you're going to get so irritated because just trying to juggle the personalities and the needs and the demands, you're going to be like, dog, what am I doing? <laughs> like, like, I like it took me two seconds. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I can't do it, man. Like, and then, if you like me, like, I get, I don't say, I almost say I get bored, but the moment you do something that I feel like is too far left for me, I'll be like, bro, our relationship is going to deteriorate from that point. <laughs> and I think, I think it is, I think stuff is like that because of, you know, when not having to deal with somebody on the regular and somebody that you meet, there's no, it's like uh, you have, uh, what is that, low tolerance. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't have patience no more. It's like, because I kind of get like that. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's it. All right, well, I'm cool. I don't want to, like, it, it's yeah. almost like a, a thing of not wanting to try to work something out because it can be something so fun. When you've been to yourself for that long or when you've been to yourself, it, you get that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you almost... It's almost like you forget that you have to try to figure and work something out with the person that you're dealing with because everybody's different. But it just depends. Like if I think I get like that if it's a 
like I one I don't like a loud mouth woman. I don't like what? a woman that that likes attention, that try to seeks attention. I don't like a woman. You know, I I'm, I I don't mind if she knows guys because everybody knows somebody, especially with the men on the scene in Kansas City. So I don't mind if you know if she sees somebody she may know like, hey, this and this. But all that want to be seen or want to strike attention stuff. Oh my God! And then a then a woman that's loud. Ah, uh, no, I'm a very peaceful person. I'm 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 mellow. Like my attitude is monotone. Mm-hmm. I'm cool on that. I don't know. I'm just like to chill. I'm laid back. But a woman that's like hella extra, that that'll turn me off. Wow. Especially if I especially if I just got off of work. I don't need all that. No. I don't want to go through all that. And me, I gotta come home and cook because I gotta feed kids. So wow. no, if she'd be like, Oh, I wanna come over, like sure, cool, but you wanna come over and be loud. Like when I come home, that's my that's my resting place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wanna just sit and watch TV. I don't give a damn if the TV's off. Let me just gather my thoughts for a second. Just give me a minute. <laughs> give me an hour. Then we can, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me focus for a second. Let me focus. Because I got to go to sleep and then I got to get right back up at five in the morning and deal with the same bullshit. You know? And then when I'm out, if I do meet somebody when I'm out, nine times out of ten, it's going to be somebody just sitting off in a cut chilling because she ain't trying to be seen. You know what I'm saying? Like, Man, I, I can't stand I can't stand meeting a woman at the bar when I'm buying a drink. Like do not even be next to me if I'm buying a drink. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. Like if you if you get you know what I'm talking about too, bro. You if you if you at the bar and you lock eyes with somebody, it's almost like mm-hmm. they expect. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> See my 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 problem is is that I know a lot of people, so normally if I'm at the bar and I'm buying a drink, I'm gonna just buy it anyway. That's my problem. If he's standing, I just be like, oh my gosh, why did I? Do that? Yeah, right, let me get some water. I've done that a couple times too. Like I don't buy I don't buy eight nine drinks. And I'm like, damn, my tablet what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shit. Hey man, it's it's definitely tougher. And um, it is perceived um, for most men. Like, uh, the way that most women think it's going for men out here, it's really not. Like, mm-hmm. most of us is like, yo, this is not where it's at. Mm-hmm. Y'all know exactly. I, I thought I was, I thought y'all was going to be kind of thrown off a little bit. Like, hmm, I don't know. I'm not sure, but I guess y'all would enough to know. Uh, but y'all know exactly what y'all want and what y'all don't want in a woman. <laughs> so I commend y'all. I commend y'all for that. Straight up. I do. Um, and I'm glad y'all mentioned urgent because that was that was um, something I was looking for to see if you all were looking for someone who is nurturing. Nurturing and affectionate um, because I hear a lot of men say that they run into women who are not affectionate and nurturing. Um, and so, yeah. would not believe I'm actually how many women, like you would not believe how many women are not nurturing or affectionate. 
I, I'm truly surprised by it. When, I'm, when I hear it, I'm like, huh? Because sometimes yeah. I think like women should automatically be, but I have to remember not all women, you know, they just aren't. It's 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 unbelievably bad out here in 2020 when it comes to women being affectionate and nurturing. I, I'm gonna be honest, and I don't know if bro gonna feel like this, but I feel like I've I've reversed roles with a lot of women because I'm very affectionate. Mm-hmm. Being raised by women, I'm very affectionate. I'm nurturing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know me all our lives. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just how I am. And I feel like when I deal with women, it's like they they have to adjust to me more than I have to adjust to them. And that shit is so sad. Like it's like when I when I can't do this and I need you to do it, you not gonna be able to do it. And that shit is crazy. Yeah, I'm 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 very affectionate, man. I think I'm like that because of, you know, the women that have raised me and that's what they, they kinda their qualifications are. Mm-hmm. But I think it also kind of goes with the same thing as not having a mother neither. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, shoot, I, I don't mind catering. I don't mind catering to a woman or being affectionate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mind. They don't bother me at all. I've noticed both. I've noticed both of them. So I've noticed that there are men who are very affectionate, men who, um, who like to have a biological mother, uh, and then men who have motherly figures around them. They are very affectionate. And, uh, and so I want y'all to remember this in defense of those women. <laughs> so for women, it could be something similar. Like they may not have had their mother, um, trauma, their mother may not have been nurtured. I've, ex- I've experienced, you know, dealing with women that don't have their fathers in their life or not, not acceptance to being affectionate mm-hmm. or acceptance because they never had that. You know what I'm saying? So there's been women I've dealt with that don't don't know how to be affectionate. I I know there's a woman there's women I know that don't know how to be affectionate and have both parents because they never seen their parents of be affectionate even not even kiss or anything. Right there, right there. Yeah, I've I've seen that and I know I've dealt with a woman that's like that and she told me that she was like, well I don't know how to you know how the affectionate thing go and my parents I've never seen my parents be affectionate to each other. Like she's like, I may see them do it like a little peck or something, but I've never seen my father, you know, like hug my mom or hold her or do all this stuff. So I've I've seen a woman like that, but they want it, but don't know how to either give it or receive it. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's powerful, yeah. That is really powerful, yeah. But yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you that y'all don't understand that. So my last, my last, um, my last question or statement is usually like any last words. So you all have any last words for um, any like women out there who are looking for relationships? Any last words to men who don't have their biological fa- uh, mothers or fathers? Um, uh, for the the parent, the parents ain't gonna mothers or fathers. Just uh, you know, pray on your situation. Pray on the situation. Uh, um, it's a, it is a it is a very tremendous uh, 
well, it's a it's a big deal. I think uh, what what we have to to go into that on just just on the parenting thing. Sometimes I think as a as a, us as society and black people, they think it's something to to deal with. It can cause an effect to where it can fuck with you mentally. And sometimes they don't think about going to see professional help to right. vent. You know what I'm saying? We were we were always taught as a as society as blacks that if you go to sign to go see to go get help, then you're crazy. Something's wrong with you. Like no, um, I have my degree. I have my I have my master's in psychology. Um, I was a behavioral therapist assistant for a while too. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, to go see help. You know, you know, we never think of that to go do. Um, so I would just say is if you decided even with dealing with a death, um, you know, not having a parent, just anything into that to to look into seeing counseling. Um, counseling, it can it can be a, a, a very good process. Um, I, I even thought about trying to do it myself for going to see help, going to seek help on, on dealing with grieving on that on that uh, matter. That's real. That's a real statement, especially coming from from a black man. That's uh, that's powerful. I mean, go off what he said. I've actually went and seen a therapist before for different things. So, yeah, I'm I'm a big proponent. If you if you feel like you need some help, please go seek it. Um, as far as you know, any black men or even black women that are uh, struggling or grieving with losing parent or growing up without a parent um, I encourage people to just talk about it like mm-hmm. it's okay to talk about it um, it's, it, it, you'll be surprised how many how many people out here are dealing with similar things mm-hmm. and it's healing, it's healing when you can talk to somebody about it uh, I mean as far as dating I don't really know much to say about dating I'm just saying, man. I don't really know much to say about dating, man. Like everybody different. Every, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's tough, man. All I can say is keep trying. Yeah. 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 And be patient. Be patient. Because, like you said, men are going through the same things that we, as women, are going through. So mm-hmm. we gotta be patient, patient with one another. I appreciate y'all. This was actually fun talking to y'all. <laughs> I learned a lot. And so I really, really, truly appreciate y'all for being here.